Hey, good morning, Munchtropolis. It's now 5 after the hour of 6 a.m. in the big monster city. Come on! Let's get pumped! I'm not drinking any fucking below! What can I say? The camera loves me. Shall we begin? After you, Junior. What's up? Or, oh, sorry, hang on. Let me try that again. <clears throat> I am Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the one. Welcome to episode number 54 of Log Bit. Uh, we got a really fun one for you tonight. We got Guilty. Movie pleasures. Uh, this was, you know, one of those things. A lot of people signed up for this one. We are, like I've said on the the show the last few weeks, we are going to do this again next month with a whole new panel. Boatman's going to host that one with a completely uh, brand new group of people. Uh, but all three of you guys signed up, and then Nazario messaged me and was like, "Dude, like, it, come on, like you." <laughs> me mike bill like that's good that would be good i was like you know what you're right that'd be fun let's do it so uh i i think i i've got some good picks as you've seen the last couple weeks uh i i i have interesting takes i think sometimes with movies that people don't even realize and and cody even said tim last week like tim's a fucking weirdo who gives jurassic world dominion four stars but then likes terrence malick so like i'm a fucking wild card and i definitely have some like weird tastes but the three of you man alive you guys you guys live for some of this shit so i'm very excited uh, we're gonna have a really fun uh, show tonight, and like I said, I've kind of already talked about who's all here. Mike, you're here. Welcome to the show. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, <laughs> and you got your partner in crime here, Bill. Bill, yes. hey, how's it going? I think that's his partner. Oh, sorry, that's my bad. Uh, Nazario, Nazario's here. <laughs> sorry, how yeah. you doing? I barely made it. Literally, I have like five minutes since I got home. <laughs> Well, you're here. That's all that matters. And Bill, welcome. I love the shirt. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. As soon as I heard this was the topic, I mean, I mean, come on. <laughs> this is like my brand. So yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so we are going to kick off the show the way that we do every week, uh, which is going to be to first talk about our favorite movies that we logged this week. So this is going to be uh, not necessarily the best movie, but our favorite, our favorite from the week can be a new uh, watch, first time watch or something we've seen many times before. So uh, Mike, why don't you kick us off with your favorite movie that you logged this week? Yeah. So I decided to go with one that was a first time watch that's from this year. It's called glorious. It is on, Shutter right now about a guy that goes into a public restroom and gets trapped in there with the dude that's behind the stall with the glory hole attached. <laughs> and all kinds of fucking crazy shit happens. Okay. Which I don't want to give anything away, but it goes more and more insane I, I, as I, I, I think I can figure out something's going through the hole. <laughs> <laughs> you would think so. I would I mean, yeah. So um okay <laughs> i i have never heard of this film uh maggie happened to walk out of the room at the exact moment you started describing this movie <laughs> probably for the best um so no never heard of this i probably won't watch that unless mike like 
is that my house? It's like, let's watch Glorious. Uh, so, yeah. But, I'm on uh, my way. Uh, Nazario, have you seen this? Uh, I haven't watched it. I did uh, scroll through it, uh, you know, in my uh, <clears throat> uh, torrent looking at the for movies site. And I saw it was like, the poster is like a guy holding a leg with yes. like a pink background. And I was like, this is interesting. And I downloaded it, but I haven't seen it. Okay. And Bill, what about you? I mean, this is why I have a Shutter subscription. It's fair. I think seen it, yeah, seen like, it. yeah, let's go. This is, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Please put that on the poll. Please. <laughs> I, will, I will Venmo you $5 to just put that on the poll when, when we watch. When we get back to the 2020s, we'll see. Uh, okay. So, Bill, why don't we go to you next? What's your favorite movie along this week? Uh, not the best, right? Because the best I actually watched last night, but my absolute favorite, uh, I rewatched Freddy vs. Jason, and uh, this is a perfect version of what this movie needed to be. It is exactly right. I... I remember why I saw this three or four times in the theaters. This is exactly what I wanted from this film. It has no pretenses of like, it's going to be, this isn't high art, but this is exactly right. And they got the tone perfect. Love Freddy. I, I love the the attention to the lore of the series. And also, I love that they paid homage to the Friday the 13th series by not giving a fuck about whatever happened in the films previous and making up whatever you wanted. Because you know how Jason's afraid of water now when he was swimming in all those other movies. He's, but that's his thing. That's his weakness. It's who fucking cares. So, <laughs> yeah, this movie's amazing. I love it. I love this movie too. I think this movie's a fucking blast. Uh, I'm I'm a psychopath, and when Maggie and I started dating, we watched uh, Friday the Thirteenth, and not even Friday. I don't even think we watched Friday the Thirteenth first. We watched. A Nightmare on Elm Street, and then I just showed her this. And I was like, yeah, you'll figure it out. Because I love this movie, and it's so stupid. And honestly, it was one of those things where it's like, well, if she can watch this with me, then, like, we'll, we'll be good. Like, we're, we'll be good. It's so, so, it's so, so much. amazingly dumb. I love it so much. Because Freddy Krueger, like, I think the Halloween series is probably my favorite when it comes to the horror icons fandom people like freddie michael jason i like michael myers and that character a lot and that series a lot but i love freddy krueger and the first nightmare on elm street so much and honestly like i really like most of the sequels like i think dream master is super underrated and fucking so much fun and so to see robert england kind of give it one last go in this movie and just going up against the actual fight like at the end is awesome it's so good and i i just i really like this movie a lot like there's there's a couple things that haven't aged super well but if you ignore those few moments mm -hmm. the rest of the time like you're gonna have a blast uh if you can just shut your brain off and have a have so much fun and i i don't remember what we were talking about bucky back off i don't remember what we were talking about but Bill brought up this movie and he was like, the fact that we don't have a sequel for this is just like. It's the last time I was on Logged It. This is oh, the, was it? That's what yeah. it was? Okay. Because, uh, uh, yeah, that would make me want to watch this. I was like, I haven't watched that again. I didn't do, yeah, so much new metal. 
so yeah. much. <laughs> uh, Nazaria, what do you think of this movie? Mm, dark meat. Yeah, why? Yes. Of that's the second worst thing said in that film. I don't love this movie. I'm sorry. I'm a Freddy Krueger guy. Me too. But yep. I don't. The way they like diss him in this movie, the disrespect. <laughs> he gets one fucking kill during the whole movie. And and in the end, he doesn't even like get a clean win, which he should over Jason. I love Jason too, but there are so many small things that I don't like that don't let me enjoy the movie. I hate fake J Muse. That guy is just doing like an impersonation. <laughs> okay, but it was all worth it for the. Uh, have you ever seen the Never Sleep Again documentary? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay, for them to get him to be in it, talking about making <laughs> yeah. this. And then yeah. somebody had to tell him he wasn't in it. <laughs> so, and so worth it. I also don't like Ronnie Yu's style of horror directing with the new metal and the thing. He also did the same thing with Bride of Chucky with a lot of pop culture references. And, and I'm like, ah, just keep it. You know, these movies, as, as cheesy and 80s as they are, they are usually kind of, like timeless you can watch them and feel like okay but this one is like yeah that is so 90s well this is 2000s but still feels 90s so <laughs> I, I don't know overall i think I, I and i also hate that they did they recasted kane hotter that disrespect the guy did four movies in a row and then like yeah you we don't like you we want a, a taller guy but like, come on we got the hatchet series out of that so i'm that's, happy that that's fair Fucking that's let's fair. go that's uh, Mike. So yeah, well, Freddy vs. Jason. Oh yeah, I really enjoy Freddy vs. Jason. The only thing, like Nazaro said, is Kane Hart without Kane Hart there. Kind of yeah, hits it a little bit. But other than that, I have a blast with the fucking movie. The kills are fucking great. The back and forth with Freddy and Jason, with Freddy calling him an asshole, all that shit, fucking hilarious. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't know why the one line that always cracks me up is those two fucking jockos in the fucking in the cornfield getting like high and drunk. <laughs> when the one guy's like, "This Everclear is kicking my ass." <laughs> why? Every time I fucking crack up. Awesome! Oh my god! All right, uh, Nazario, let's go over to you. Your favorite movie along this week? Um, I I think I have to be uh, pretty basic. And go with Bullet Train. Uh, that movie was really fun in a way I did not really expect. I saw the trailers and I was like, okay, they're going to do this thing where they're going to try to sell me uh, an action movie from the director of John Wick or one of the directors of John Wick. And, and it's going to be cheesy and it's going to be like, ha-ha, fourth wall breaking. But somehow it, it kind of works through all of that cynicism and it actually works. I think it has to do a lot with the casting and the characters. Lemon and Tangerine are like one of my favorite movie couples of the decade. Those two characters are amazing, the way they interact. Nobody gives them enough credit. Aaron Taylor Johnson and uh, I forgot the other guy's name. What's his name? Brian Tyree Henry. Yes, the guy from Eternals. They are such naturals in these roles and, and the way the movie develops. You know what it feels like? It feels... Kind of like a throwback to those early 2000 uh, movies, action movies like The Way of the Gun or Snatch or Smoking Aces. Like that that vibe, but actually, you know, done well. None of those, not all of those movies were good movies. This is good. And yes, the, the plot is like a, 
it's it's it wraps around itself and it breaks logistical sense but it works because it's it's fun it never feels dull and when you think the movie is going somewhere it just goes somewhere else and then it just keeps i don't know keeps you engaged and i just had a lot of fucking fun with this movie i i honestly thought it was gonna be like that's fine but i actually really liked it yeah, I liked it a lot, too. We talked about it either last week or the week before. I don't remember. Boatman brought it up um, as his favorite of the week. And I, I really liked it. I, I didn't uh, – I thought I was going to hate it based off the trailers and everything, but I had a good time. Um, I don't think it's, like, the greatest action movie of the last 10 years or anything. Like, I know Boatman pulled one of the, like, this action movies, like, this is the – the best thing ever like and if he, he really really liked it great like awesome for me i thought it was good didn't think it was like incredible but really i mean all, all three john wicks are better so i don't know what yes, he's talking I would about agree. i would agree very much so but uh very very much uh an entertaining movie that i'm looking forward to rewatching for sure uh mike did you get a chance to see this have not seen it yet all right what about let you, me get on that for you mike now, I have not seen it yet, but uh, <laughs> now I want to watch Way the Gun because I haven't seen that in like years, and that's probably one of my top five uh, car chases in a film. Ryan Phillippe, who knew? Yeah, no, no. All right, good shit. Uh, I will go next up since I'm the only one that hasn't gone. Uh, I, I'm going a very, very strange pick. Um, so my favorite TV show of all time is everybody loves Raymond. And I finally decided it was time because I've been rewatching the show for like the 87 millionth time. There's actually a documentary uh, kind of about, not necessarily the show, but it, it's called Exporting Raymond. So the, the creator of the show, Phil Rosenthal, he directed the movie and it's a documentary about him actually going to Russia in the late 2000s because Russia wants to adapt Everybody Loves Raymond into a Russian sitcom. And it's him basically working with Russian television people and like trying to make the show work. And I bought it and watched it because it's based on the show that I love and everything. And I kind of wanted to hear some behind the scenes stuff, but it's actually surprisingly interesting. Like they get really into like, what works for american television and why you can't do just like a direct translation of what we do for tv and sitcoms in the early 2000s and late 90s and stuff and how that doesn't like translate directly to um like russian audiences and like how if you know the show at all like raymond is kind of like a lazy ass and like how men in russia at that time like don't want to see a character like a man portrayed that way in their shows and it's like just super interesting on that front um and so i was kind of i i pre like i was this was made for me like this was something that like i knew i was gonna enjoy and like but I wound up really, really enjoying it and really, really liking it. So I think just even if you don't like Everybody Loves Raymond from just like a um, – if you're interested in television and how it gets made and also just like other countries and what they have to go through and stuff, I, I think it's very interesting. So has anybody else seen this, Mike? Have you seen this? No, I have not seen it. Rosario, what about you? You watch weird shit. <laughs> not this weird. 
but <laughs> I do I do have two things to say. One, uh, the thing with the international audience is real, even as close as Latin America. Like most of the shows <clears throat> get dubbed in Spanish here. Like we got dubbed Friends and we got dubbed Raymond and we got dubbed Seinfeld and it it really loses a bunch in translation because there's a bunch of jokes that are very, very American that just do not make sense in Spanish. So I, I kind of have some American sensibility because I watch a lot of movies and shit, so I can get some of the jokes. Like, but most people are like, eh, that wasn't that funny. Also, the one thing it, it reminds me of, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this show called Episodes. Yes. LeBlanc. Yeah. It's kind of like that when they had to take this super successful uh, British sitcom and they decided to make the American version of it. And apparently to make the American version, they had to really dumb it down and yeah. change a bunch of shit and, in, and put hockey in there. So, yeah, it sounds like it. And that's a great fucking show. If you haven't seen it, go watch episodes. It's great. Yeah, that show is fantastic. I think it's on Showtime. That's really good. Uh, Bill, what about you? Uh, you ever seen this? I've never even heard of this. This sounds weird as hell. Yeah. yeah. And it's only, it's only like 85 minutes, so it's a really quick watch, too. Yeah. All right. Mm. Uh, cool. And All right. So we're going to move on to the next topic, which is, oh, it's our least favorite movie that we logged this week. Mike, let's kick it off with you. What is your least favorite movie you logged this week? I had a couple options this time around, but I'm going to go with uh, They Slash Them, the new horror movie with Kevin Bacon. This is the second time we're talking about this on this show. That's that one pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Kevin Bacon is fucking great in it, but he's basically the only redeeming quality of the movie. It tries to be two different movies. It tries to be a campy slasher, and it tries to be a drama about uh, the camp, but it doesn't really hit either one. The campy slasher doesn't show any of the kills on screen kills are very bland that they do actually show and then the drama part they don't really delve too much into it to really make you feel anything so it's just kind of like blah the whole time you're watching it like all i want is more kevin bacon on the screen and then you flash to these other characters that you kind of don't give a shit about oh <laughs> uh, yeah just very bland yeah, we talked about this a couple weeks ago uh, when Matthew Chen was on. He brought it up. That makes sense. And he hated, yeah, he didn't like it at all. <laughs> and what he said, which Mike, I, correct me if I'm wrong, was he said it was like, it was cool that there was a lot of like representation uh, yeah. for transgender people and that there was actually like all the people that were transgender in the film they cast people. Uh, Has he not seen Sleepaway Camp? doubt it uh but he uh so he said it from that front like it was like cool in that way yeah but everything else was just a disaster um so i probably won't check this out i do love the bake uh but yeah nah uh bill have you seen this no i, I saw it pop up in my peacock and showed like a clip i'm like is that fucking anna klumsky what the fuck is this film <laughs> okay, no, I, I don't know if I, I, I don't know if I'm ready to see Veda Sultanfuss run a pray the Kangaroo camp. I'm good. <laughs> uh, Nazari, what about you? Do you know how uh, transgender people do murders? I don't want to hear the end of this. They slash them. Oh, uh, that's yeah. I, that haven't seen it. I haven't seen. Oh it. my God, Jesus Lord, help me. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Uh, Bill, let's go to you. What is your least favorite movie along this week? So, while I was watching Freddy vs. Jason, something popped up. I was like, hey, people that watch this also like this. And I was like, oh my god, I haven't seen that was as a teenager. I really fucking hated it. Maybe my mind will be changed. It was. I loathed it. It is disturbing behavior. This movie. <laughs> this movie. With Katie Holmes? Sucks. Yes. We got Katie Holmes as a miscast bad girl. I don't buy it for one second, to be clear. Uh, fucking Cyclops is already 30 in this, and he's been in fucking high school. Number, I keep I keep waiting for someone to page catch a predator the entire time he's in this fucking high school. It's like, no, no thank you. Um, I see the entire plot coming a mile away, and I remember when grunge hit, because I'm that old. Um, there was like an article in like fucking Newsweek or some shit or the New York Times, and it was like grunge fucking slang, and it's the stupidest shit you've ever had. And I'm like, some jagoff made this shit up, and I'm pretty sure that jagoff wrote all of the dialogue for this horse shit film because at no point in time do human beings talk like this to other human beings. I I remember I took a video and I said it to somebody. I'm like, what the fuck does this even mean? And it's like Katie Holmes insulting the yellow bastard because he also goes to this high school. And she's like, hey, fail to be a tumor. And I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? I don't understand what you're saying, Katie. That's the whole f- The only thing redeeming is William Sadler because he showed up for that paycheck. That's it. And he's in it for five fuck minutes. Uh, I hate this movie. I've actually never seen this. So, I don't recommend. I don't I, recommend. I can't, I can't discuss, but Mike, go ahead. I've seen this a couple times. I enjoy it for the stupidity of it. I actually enjoy the goddamn shit in this. Oh Especially Nick Stahl, I really enjoy it in this. Nick oh Stahl is God. insane in the best way in this. He had his run in like the late 90s, early 2000s, where he did these like bully and shit like that, where he had these weird fucking roles. And he does it fucking well. And Willem Sadler is definitely great in this. I will say, yeah, Willem Sadler fucking knocks out of the park with the five minutes he gets. Oh, yeah, totally does. But the uh, on the nose playing Harvey fucking Dangerous flagpole center <laughs> while they're running through the mental hospital. I mean, fuck you, movie. So. Fuck you, movie. Uh, Nazario. I haven't seen this movie in 23 years. Keep it that uh, way, trust me. Uh, I, I remember being pretty mid, but I don't remember hating it as much as this man who vividly <laughs> describes it is. I, I do remember thinking, hmm, Katie Holmes is not pulling off that god look, not even with the nose ring. Uh, other than that, I, I, I cannot even tell you what the plot of this movie is. It's fucking All stupid right. what it is. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go next because I also have a film in which uh, stars Katie Holmes, uh, which is a uh, 2020 film, Brahms the Boy <laughs> 2. Oh, I said the boys, but it's the boy 2. Uh, Brahms, what a fucking shit show. Uh, what so- even is this fucking title? Correct. Thank you, Bill. Uh, so this movie came out in like 2016 called The Boy, 
And it's not good, but I didn't hate the twist. Uh, I'm going to spoil the boy for anybody that wants it, doesn't want to. Is it a backdoor pile to sleepaway camp? No. Uh, But basically this family (laughs) is living in this house and uh, you find that it's a creepy doll movie. And the doll is named Brahms. And they think that the doll is like haunting them and stuff. But in reality, it's actually a man living in the walls of the house who <laughs> was Brahms. Who... Isn't that Parasite? No. No, this is literally the plot to kill. This is the plot to kill her sofa. That's what this is. It's just terrible. And. The director, uh, I believe his name is William Brent Bell, is like my most hated director right now in Hollywood. Like, <laughs> I think he's fucking terrible. He did um, The Devil Inside, <clears throat> um, both of these The Boy movies. Uh, he most recently did Orphan First Kill, which this is worse. Uh, and he did something else that was pretty big. I don't remember what it was. I'll have to look. But basically every single movie i've seen him make is is crap and it was honestly an accident oh separation was the other one he made it came out in 2021 fucking awful horror film um so again hasn't made a movie i liked it was kind of an accident where like i was just looking for something short to watch on netflix and this was only 82 minutes or something like that that should have been the clue yeah so i just like threw it on and uh then it just so happened that i clicked on the director and that he was directing orphan first kill which also came out this week which isn't great either but this is this is worse and it's just it's so stupid because it pulls the whole well in the first one it wasn't ghosts it's a twist it's actually a man living in the walls but this one oh boy this one there's fucking shit going on because there's two guys in the walls. Yeah, and it's glorious. And the title is called Brahms (laughs) colon (laughs) the boy two. Like oh, like Rambo first blood part two. I guess. (laughs) Except for shitty. (laughs) It's awful. Uh, Not a fan. And I, I cannot stress enough how much of a hack this director is. Like. Sorry, I don't get that heated about directors and shit like that usually, but this man has made multiple one-star movies for me. Like he sounds like he's your version of my Michael Giancchilo, sure, the director of Icebreaker and and Time Chasers and nice. other stuff. <laughs> you just, I, for, for a second, I thought Jesus. you said I thought you said Michael Giacchino. I was like, what the fuck, <laughs> Giancola. Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Mike, you've seen this? Yes, I have. And yeah, it's a fucking movie. There's really nothing that, like, I'm not going to say that it's complete dog shit, but it's just, it's just a nothing movie. Nothing really fucking, there's no really big scares in it. Stories, blah. It First twist and the first one's all right. I think the first one's all right. There's nothing great but it's a two-star movie yeah it's but this one yeah it took everything that had actually good shit in the first one and just went yeah we're not gonna give you any of that we're just gonna give you everything else and yeah it just turns into nothing uh bill have i sold you on watching this movie 
I think I'd rather watch a fucking car accident in real time. Nazario, what about you? <coughs> Are you sure this is worse than the middle-aged woman pretending to be a child? Yes. Because the because here's the thing, and I just sidebar or on Orphan First Kill. It's not a good movie. The twist is interesting. Like I give it the What the, twist? We saw the first movie. No, you you don't know. This is something else. You this don't know, else. man. Like, uh, I got live tweeted for the new uh, Orphan movie. So it was like, oh my God, it's like 2009. It's all over again. Interpol's playing. I'm like, and I'm out. There we go. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's a twist in the middle of this movie that actually made me go, all right, cool. You got me. Good shit. And then it does nothing with it. So the movie, not good, but the twist. The little girl's Kaiser Soze. That's what it is. Is, yes. it, is, yeah. it the, is the girl a clone of the same dino technology? Like, <laughs> oh, we are just oh. describing much better movies than all of these. Correct. Much. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> uh, Nazario, your least favorite movie along this week. Okay. Uh, this wasn't technically this week. Uh, I haven't seen that many much movies, but this is the worst thing I have seen in a little bit. Uh, I'm going to go with Elvis. I had uh, middle ground expectations for this movie because Buzz Lerman, I mean, that man is some. Like, he will put everything in the fucking wall and see what sticks. But I figured you have three hours almost here. I mean, he's going to, like, start at Moulin Rouge style, which is actually a good movie. And he's going to, like, slow down at some point. About an hour into the movie, and the thing hadn't slowed down at all, I, I couldn't even figure out when, what, how the story was going to build. It was just like watching a music video, very extended. And then the fucking penguin shows up and takes over the movie. This movie is about me. I'm going to get the Batman. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Are you sure you didn't have maybe like a stroke? No, I okay. thought I was. I thought I actually fell asleep. What you're describing sounds like a stroke. I thought I fell asleep and I was dreaming a better movie with Batman in it, but no. <laughs> Have you seen a movie uh, called Hands of Stone? Uh, nope. Yeah. Well, Hands of Stone is uh, the nickname they gave to Roberto Duran, which is one of the best boxers of all time. He's from Panama, which is fucking like national treasure here. He's also a drunk and a mean one at that, but still. Uh, they made a movie about him, but the main character was played by Robert De Niro, and it was his manager. So it's like that, but with Elvis. Austin Butler is singing the shit out of there in the background, doing the shaking thing, doing a pretty solid Elvis impersonation. And then it's Tom Hanks on a fucking fat suit in the middle of the screen, like, the story is about me. I've made Elvis. If Elvis didn't meet me, you wouldn't even know who the fuck he was. And I'm like, really? You? Uh, so they this, pulled this, like a psycho where they just switched the main character halfway through I, I don't know man but I mean I did not expect the penguin to be the main character in the Elvis movie I assure you that also but toward the end of it it turns out like the guy has been lying all along he's having this like very deep southern accent and really fake by the way southern accent and jolly i want to be a good old boy shit and turns out he's like an illegal immigrant from the netherlands hiding from the from the fucking government who doesn't even have a passport and that my friend is why elvis never toured outside of the united states because the penguin wouldn't let him 
is a piece of shit. You're well. I mean, it, it has the phrase directed by Baz Luhrmann. What do you fucking think is going to happen? I, I like Romeo. It's and like Juliet, on. It's and, like and saying, like you know what? Yeah, it's like saying, you know what? I know you, bowl is fucking shat on my face. Maybe this one will be different. It won't. Um, I have to step away for like two minutes. Uh, something has come up. So just uh, has everyone talked about Elvis? Sorry, no, just me. Well, you can keep talking about Elvis for like two more minutes, then I'll be back. Have you seen Elvis, sir? Bill Carriola? No. Mike, have have you seen Elvis? (laughs) Yes, I have. Now, I had this throughout the movie. I had it as a pretty good fucking movie. I was kind of enjoying it. But then it got to that ending, and I went, yeah, this is going four stars. (laughs) So fucking batshit. <laughs> I enjoyed the shit. I actually fucking enjoyed it. I thought it was fucking insane. But I enjoy that. I enjoy the insanity of it. But the penguin. I, I think my favorite review I read. I do was... want to see the penguin in the fucking movie, though. <laughs> my, my, my favorite review I read for this movie was Baz Luhrmann actually did it. He directed a two and a half hour movie trailer. <laughs> You know, that, I think that is part of the thing because you get like all the glitz and the glamour and like excitement and dude, like the movie almost goes X-rated at the point there. When the man starts shaking his hips for the first time and they <laughs> zoom into the girl's faces, <laughs> you're like, what the fuck are you going to show me right now, Bass Lerman? Would you say it was glorious? I'm <laughs> I see Tim had to step away. I'm just agreeing with Nazario. Elvis is completely meh. There's nothing good. The people that are giving this four and five stars are crazy to me. Tom Hanks is giving one of the worst performances I have ever seen in my life. The thing is, I talked about this last week. The thing is, Tom Hanks plays a real person that doesn't have that accent. <laughs> he's from the South, and he sounds like he's trying. He's Ivan, like he's tr- from another, co- like another country trying to invade America. It's so weird. Uh, it's terrible. It's uh, Elvis. The person that plays Elvis is good. I will say that he is good. But for a story about a man that did a ton of drugs and apparently this fat German Swedish. Russian man that worked him to his grave. It's kind of a really boring story for somebody that did enough drugs and worked him to death because he doesn't do anything <laughs> throughout this movie. Like he talks in that personality, like that accent, but that's about it. It's yeah. yeah there's some and, uh, people online that are crazy right now that they've given this. And, uh, they put uh, they put Austin Butler in a fat suit for the last shot of the movie, and that was weird. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so who was next with their who hasn't given their worst movie of the week? I believe we all did. Yeah, we all did. Yeah, yeah. we all did. Tim's back. Bye. <laughs> I helped you out. I was watching you didn't have it, and no one else saw Elvis, so I came in to give my hand. I saved you. Awesome. All right. So you uh, haven't seen Elvis, have you, Tim? I have seen it. I, I gave my full thoughts last week, I think it was, when Cody brought it up. I thought the movie was fine. Um, definitely didn't hate it, but don't. I I don't think I'll ever watch it again. <laughs> like if I'm being honest, like it's it's not worth it to me to rewatch it ever. So um, okay, that's everybody. Everybody did their worst, right? Yeah. 
So uh, we are going to move on to our list. Guilty pleasures. This is going to get interesting. Uh, Mike, why don't you start us off? All right. So I went with the 90s classic, Congo. Okay. Because that's a great fucking movie. All right. Fucking killer gorillas. And Tim Curry. And Delroy Lindo giving one of the greatest deliveries of a line of all time. Mr. Homoka, stop eating my sesame cake. I said, stop eating my sesame cake. I sent that shit to Nazario like 10 times after we watched it a couple months ago. This shit kills me every goddamn time. You got little cameos by like Bruce Campbell at the beginning of the movie. Bruce Campbell! Yes. It just goes fucking insane. The moment they get to the goddamn island, it just goes fucking bananas. And I can't get enough of it. Goddamn, the moment they show the goddamn killer gorillas for the first time, I'm like, yep, I'm in completely. And they take out Grant Grant Hesloff and they take his head off completely, which is fucking hilarious when his head just rolls down the fucking stairs towards the rest of them as they're waiting. Even having Grant Hesloff in this movie, Grant Hesloff popping in 90s movies out of nowhere and then becoming the producer of fucking Argo and shit is just insane. But yeah, I have a great fucking time with this movie. It's insane in the best ways. The volcano shit at the end is fucking awesome because the gorillas just go, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to jump into the fucking lava at this point. (laughs) You just see them just start like hopping into the lava, not even trying to escape it. They just start hopping in like they're jumping into a fucking pool. It's insane. It's batshit crazy. And I love it. I have never seen this, but this sounds like something I would love. So... (laughs) I am definitely going to be adding this to the list. Uh, Bill, your take on Congo. I mean, was it Laura Winnie? Ernie Hudson? This whole movie is like a fucking murderer's row of people <laughs> that were like, yeah, I'll take that paycheck. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. This movie's bonkers. <laughs> I haven't seen it in like 20-something years, and it has come up one, like at least a few times in the last few months. So I'm like, I really need to rewatch this. This movie's fucking wacko. Oh, God, Tim Curry. <laughs> uh, that yeah. fucking accent. Oh, <laughs> mm, mm. oh yeah. Mm. So good. Uh, Nazario. This movie is about as faithful to the book as the Lost World Jurassic Park is to that book. Uh, in in other great ways, actually, it's a. I haven't seen it in a bunch of time either. It, it's. I just remember it came out. It was ninety five, right? Yes. Yes. They opened like a like a the first big and big. I say with quotes because we're in Panama, so the first big cinema for that year. And this was one of the main movies they showed. Like I remember the first three movies they put it was like Pocahontas, Congo, Mortal Kombat, <laughs> and I was like. That's a yeah. bad weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, but I remember like very particularly, like uh, Bruce Campbell is uh, doing an expedition in the Congo thing for his dad. He's finding like a diamond to do something with a satellite. I don't really remember what the fuck yeah. it was. Oh, no, and then his dad, his dad is like, did you get it? Did you get it from like a giant screen? Like, did you get it? You get it? You get it? He's like, yeah. And then a fucking gorilla kills him. And he's like, ah, oh, my my diamond. I mean, my son. And, and then Laura Linney, who is, who is the Bruce Campbell's uh, girlfriend or wife, I don't remember, one of those, she's like, but you should be worried about your son. 
She's like, you have to go to the Congo and get it back. She's like, you mean your son? Uh, yes, and the diamond. And she's like, if I go there and I find out that you care more about the diamond than your son, I'm going to make you pay. I was like, woman, it's pretty fucking obvious he wants the diamond more than the kid. So when you get the twist at the end of the movie, she's like, you really wanted the diamond instead, right? He's like, yes, yeah. we knew this from the start. And then she fucking like uses a laser and destroys his whole satellite system as a revenge for that. I'm like, dude, this, I like your movie. You're weird. <laughs> you're, you're weird. Um, all right. So uh, I'm going to go next. Uh, if you know me at all, you know this This, this is a pick that I was going to make. Uh, I don't like really like any other film by this director. But fuck if I don't love 2007's Rob Zombie's Halloween movie. Uh, the sequel, trash. Oh. Most other Rob Zombie movies, not a big fan of. Uh, but this one, I fucking love this movie. And I don't know if it's just because, like, I, I saw it at a certain time that, like, just made me. Like, I don't know. I, I genuinely, the adult version... The child version of Michael, I don't hate, but like as much as everybody else, I don't love it. But like the adult version of Michael in this movie, I love. Like he's a fucking maniac on the run. <laughs> and like you get glimpses of that version of Michael in other movies, but like the dude is fucking brutal in this. And I love it. It is so awesome. This is also straight up. Other than the 2018 Halloween movie, I think this is my favorite look of Michael Myers in a Halloween movie. Like they, when the fact that he has the mask as a kid and it's all clean and it's buried in the house for years and years and years and he comes back to it and pulls it up and there's a bunch of like little holes and stuff in it. It's just dirty and it's like that gray, like grimy look. Like I think it looks fucking sick like so cool and uh i actually we talked about um oh what was it on i don't it must have been this show or no you know what it was it was a debate and it just aired i think it was tyler birch versus alex martinez they talked uh and debated um uh about worst horror icons characters and birch talked about Malcolm McDowell's version of Sam Loomis being the worst. And I think Halloween 2, I can <laughs> I can I can buy into that. I actually really like Malcolm McDowell in this movie. Um it's not he's not doing Donald Pleasance, which I think is fair, but I actually Hollywood like is in the second one. Hollywood do Dr. Loomis. Yeah, Hollywood Loomis yelling at weird owls in the second one, but uh in this one I actually buy into him trying to help Michael and then giving up, and I like that he's kind of like this, like kind of older badass type of dude. And Malcolm McDowell's just like I fucking love Malcolm McDowell, so I think he's awesome in this. I love the ending of the movie. Like I don't know, I get why people don't like it. If somebody tells me like Bleh, this movie's gross, I hate it. All the characters are disgusting. Yes, you are one hundred percent correct. But I love this movie, and I don't. I don't have a great explanation for it. I just really, really do. Uh, the director's cut, 
terrible uh, because there is a very, very explicitly awful scene in that movie. You think the theatrical cut is gross. Oh, yeah. That is even worse. Mike knows what I'm talking yeah. about. Um, and But I think the theatrical cut it, it is great. I really do. I, I There's... Again, there's just like little stuff the whole movie that I, I could talk about this movie all day. I, I genuinely really, really love it. And we talked about there was a while last episode where I it might have been movie guilty movie pleasures. No, I don't think I was on that, but I don't remember. But I talked about this and I, I rambled for like 30 minutes. So I won't do Maybe that. it was boxed. It was not boxed. It. <laughs> it was not boxed it, but um no i just i really i really do like this movie and i i again understand why people hate it so i consider it a guilty pleasure just because i can i can see where the flaws are but they don't really matter to me because i love it also underrated danny trejo in this movie didn't deserve to get that tv dropped on his head great part of the movie uh mike what do you think about 2007's halloween all right so i'll start by saying that the thing that I hate the most about this movie is the fact that it takes what everyone loves about Michael Myers, the fact that there's no rhyme or reason for why he's doing what he's doing, and they tried to explain that, and I went, there was no reason to explain that. You cut that part out, and you take the vicious Michael, I'll agree with you, the viciousness, I would have loved to see in further Michael Myers movies, because I think the viciousness is fucking great. Like, the kills that he does, is fantastic. I think Daniel Harris does really fucking well in this and the part yeah. that she has. Malcolm McDowell, I don't really care for as Loomis, but, you know, I can understand why some people may like him. Uh, other than that, like Danny Trejo and Diamond Dallas Page together, fucking, um, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. I got two movies mixed up there for a second. Yeah, the Danny Trejo as a fucking nurse, yeah. It, I think it's great. I think he does a fantastic job in there. And it does show that Michael does not give a shit about even people that care about him, clearly. But yeah, other than that, I don't really care for this one or the second one. Because it's just, you don't need to explain Michael Myers and then you don't need to add a white horse out of nowhere. The, the horse is fucking great! Come on! Rosario, <laughs> you're fucking high, dude. I remember... Sidebar. I just gushed about this movie for like five minutes. Clearly, I love it. I remember going to see the second one in the theater in 2009 and being so fucking hyped. And I was there opening day and I was like, let's go. The whole hospital thing, like the first 15 minutes, fucking great. Yeah. Kills are brutal. Octavia Spencer, blood gushing out. Like, oh my God, incredible. And then it fucking white horse bullshit. I've never been so mad. <laughs> I, I seriously straight up don't think I've ever been so mad at a sequel to a movie ever than that movie. I fucking despise that movie. Uh, Bill, 2007's Halloween. I'm slightly different from Mike where I appreciate he was trying to tell a very different story to this yeah. by examining like, oh, well, what's the in-between stuff? I will give credit to where it's due. <clears throat> you're not going to top the other one. Try to put your own spin. And that's the way Rob Zombie decided to go. I was like, okay, not what I would have done, but I'm kind of on board. And this is one of those movies where the more I think about it, the more I don't like it. 
Um, it's just she's mean. Like everybody is a very unlikable. Lori, especially, I think, does a yeah. disservice through both of these films. Yeah, I don't know any teenage girl that finger bangs a fucking bagel in front of their mothers. <laughs> <laughs> fucking come on, man, dude. Yeah, it's rough. Um, yeah, and Loomis is just awful. Like, it's more in the second one than in the first one. Like, God bless Malcolm McDowell. He's really trying. Um, can we give it up for the series MVP? Who does not get enough credit, and that is Brad Dourif. That guy oh, yeah. showed up He's really to good. set every day. Yeah, that is the most thankless job in these two films, and he's fucking killing it. I, I will that, also, yeah. You just reminded me, Bill. Uh, there is a blooper in the blooper reel for this movie yeah. that fucking kills me, and it's Brad Dourif and Malcolm McDowell in a in a police car. And they're just driving around talking, and it is seriously the funniest shit. And they're just like YouTube the blooper reel for this movie after the show. It is seriously uh, so funny. And also, sidebar before I let Nazario talk about how this sucks, but the white horse is cool. Um, <laughs> there is, I, I'll find the video afterwards and show you guys. Remind me, but Malcolm McDowell does have the best line in this movie, and Maggie and I laugh every single time is towards the end he get loomis saves uh lori uh from michael uh gets her in his car and she says was that the boogeyman and he says the famous like ah, as a matter of fact it was michael smashes through the window in a big jump scare and the focus is on michael pulling lori out of the car but in the background you just hear malcolm mcdowell say Jesus Christ, what the hell? And it's an Oscar-worthy performance of him yelling, Jesus Christ! And it's, it's so good. Uh, so I will be showing you guys that afterwards. But uh, Nazario, go ahead. I like this movie. I think it's a, it's a good movie. It is the worst Halloween name movie of the three movies that are named Halloween from the series. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But it's still good. Uh, I do like what he was going for. But this is the problem with Rob Zombie. He's not great. I will say his best movie is actually The Devil's Rejects. It's yes. not this. This is his second best movie. Well, maybe. What's the name of the sequel to The Devil's Rejects? Why can I forget? Three no, people. Oh, three from hell. Yeah. Oh, that, right. that one is about as good as this one, I think. But uh, the studio made the same thing that Warner Brothers did with Batman and Tim Burton in 89. They were like, yeah, I don't want to come back for a sequel. They're like, how can we get you back for a sequel? Let me do whatever the fuck I want. And they were like, yes, do that. However, Tim Burton is a good director and Batman Returns is good. But Halloween 2 is just rough fucking zombie going fucking banana. <laughs> but I almost put that one as one of my guilty pleasures, the second one, because... The producer, no, the director's cut is actually way better than the theatrical cut. The inverse of this one. It is. Because they actually change, like, the essence of their relationship of Laurie and the Daniel Harris character. It's completely different. Yeah. It's like a whole different thing. And the and ending I, is completely different, too. And I also like the white horse in the director's cut. No. White horse is always shit. The ending of the second one is different. Like, I believe in the theatrical cut. I... Trivia people can correct me if I'm wrong. 
so maybe I'm thinking of the director's cut and actually still hate that one. But in one of the endings, Michael speaks. And I remember that happened and I almost quit cinema. Like I almost <laughs> said, I'm never watching a movie again. Because he also, was, he also went full hillbilly in the second one. Yeah. Oh, he's a dog in that movie. And I was not a fan. Uh, okay. Let's move on. Bill, we're going to go to you for your first pick. I have a musical cue ready for this. I'm going to apologize. So uh, if we can just discuss my all-time favorite guilty pleasure movie. Not paradise all the time. Yes! Our ticket to Hawaii is the greatest thing that ever happened to cinema. Fuck you, Citizen Kane. Everybody I show this movie to is better for it. Everybody loves it. Is this movie competent? No. Does this movie make sense? Absolutely not. But does this movie have a guy getting shot with a rocket launcher and then also having his blow-up doll shot with said rocket launcher? <laughs> Absolutely it does. Does someone get murdered with a Frisbee with razor blades in it? Yes, it does. Is there a lot of uncomfortable nudity? You bet. <laughs> Do any of the one-liners make sense? I don't know. Do I love every minute I watch this film? You fucking hate right I do. This is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. When I found this movie when I was a kid on like late night Cinemax, I'm like, this is the fucking best thing I've ever seen. And there's 12 of these. This is a cinematic universe of titty. Fucking you're all welcome to the internet. So no, you really know this movie's fucking great as hell. You could just watch out of context clips and just have your fucking mind blown. It's so good. Sorry. Uh, I have never seen this. Uh, oh, it's free on YouTube. Just fucking go search it. You'll be fucking. It's the best. It's the best ninety minutes you're gonna spend this week. <laughs> Mike, have you seen this? I saw this when I was a kid. I do not remember anything. But I've been meaning to actually rewatch it too, <laughs> but I just haven't done it yet. But yes, I will be finding it real quick to watch. Oh, I almost forgot about the snake that randomly pops up in this film that has been contaminated from uh, toxins from cancer rats. Because oh. that's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> Nazario, have you seen this? No. You're all missing out, man. This movie's the fucking goods. Uh, all right. So, Nazario, we'll go to you for your first pick. Okay. For my first pick, this is where I'm going to go. Everybody knows 1990s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is in my top 10 movies of all time. I get a lot of shit for that, and I will defend the fuck out of that movie because I think it's one of the most balanced versions of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles presented on film. Because it has some of that grittiness from the early Mirage comics, but it's appealing to smaller children like in the cartoon in the 80s was. However, the sequel, the second one, not the third one, because that one is sexually bad. The I second you, one. I thought you were going to say that one. I got really <laughs> scared. Secret of the Use is a very fun movie. It's not a good movie, but it is a very fun movie. 
basically like all the parents bitch about the swearing and the on, and the violence and all the cool shit from the first movie so they had to adapt and they changed everything for the second one they actually had to change the masks of the turtles because they say they were too creepy so they made it more smiley more happy more goofy looking they look more like the cartoon they the, the turtles barely use their weapons in this one yeah there's a oh, second. They, they don't at all. They're, they're oh. literally glued to the suits. They're not allowed to touch them at all. They never use weapons in this film. Yeah. At least the ones there's, they have. There's a scene where Michelangelo just gets two fucking sausages that are stuck together <laughs> to use as fucking nunchucks. Because, you know. Because parents suck. <sighs> However, uh, I also don't understand the choice of putting two brand new mutants in the movie, Toka and Russell, when they could perfectly have used John Bebop and Rocksteady because, you know, they were already established. However, watching the movie overall, it's it's fun. What What's the name of the actor? You know, the guy who was the, the butler on the Titanic? He was the scientist in this movie. Oh, uh, yeah. David Warner? Yes, David Warner. Yeah. He, like, died recently. Yes. Poor guy. That guy is like chewing the scenery, like, yeah, I'm gonna use the ooze and I'm I'm gonna ha- like Shredder wants him to make the mutants and he's like, I trick him because I put the ooze, I changed it to make them like babies. I'm like, how did you change it, man? You're tied to a chair. But you know, he did. <laughs> and and then it's like they try to trick the Toka and Razor into eating the anti-mutagen that just came up out of nowhere, uh, because they needed to have it in donuts. Which is brilliant because you know babies like donuts. Also, they changed the actor who played Shredder with no explanation. They just assume we would not know the difference, which is racist. And they wrap up the fucking thing with vanilla ice, <laughs> yeah. and one of the best moments in cinema history from the nineties: the ninja rap. Go ninja, go ninja, go ninja, go, go ninja, go ninja, go. Come on, Kino. I take it or leave it. Kino was one of the guys who was inside the suit in the first movie. They yeah. like him so much that they said, like, you know what? You get a part in the second one. But he's kind of a dumbass. He's like sitting with Splinter like, oh, I just want to go fight. He's like, relax. You're not ready. The, I just want to go there a, fighting. Relax. A, go. And then he the goes. delivery guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, I want to kick his fire. <laughs> and place. then he's like, Every minute fuck you, Splinter. I don't need to meditate shit. I'm going to the sink. And then he just goes there. Those one kick ruins everything and he's like yeah i fucked up Dude, we told you you were not ready also one of the best and worst endings to a movie have shredder taking the final patch of ooze turning into this giant ass mutant super shredder which is actually played by kevin nash aka yeah. diesel from wwe big sexy and and they're like yeah let's fucking go and then he's like no let's just destroy the dog and they're like you're gonna die he's like i don't care and then he dies in like two minutes and i'm like okay that sucked but he was cool for a second so i did indeed buy that toy of course you did i have them all i have all the secret of the use characters it's amazing uh (laughs) this isn't for me uh i actually like the first one like i it's not top 10 movies of all time but like I get, <laughs> I get why it is for nazario i just when i was growing up i watched the animated show a lot um like a lot we had like all the vhs tapes of like the original animated series and the episodes and so uh i'm a big donatello guy big fan 
but yeah, no. I what's wrong with liking Donatello? He's the least likable of the four turtles. If From you the go, cartoon, he was my favorite. If yeah. if you go to the merchandising page of every single version or iteration of the Ninja Turtles, it's always been the same. The most sold figure, Leonardo, Leonardo with a yeah. bullet, all the time. Second one, Raphael, which surprised me. He's my favorite, but I assume it was Michelangelo, but it's not. The second one is, is Raphael. Michelangelo is the third best sell, and Donatello is the least sold one. Actually, sometimes when they do variants and they don't have the budget to do all four turtles and they just do three, they don't do Donatello. Well, I'll that's... tell you who they don't do, Venus. Uh, they deserve to go to everybody, every customer that buys a Donatello and go, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, you right. Donatello? Uh, but anyway, I like the uh, I like the first movie. I like the 2007 animated one. I think that one's actually pretty good. And sorry, I didn't hate the new ones. Like, they're not good, but I didn't hate them. Uh, but yeah, this one and Turtles in Time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He learned ninjutsu for a book he found in a sewer. And then he was good enough to teach four other people how to be ninjas from a book. <laughs> the rat couldn't even read. If you're if you're going to book, if you're trying to explain the logic to me, Nazario, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. That movie has a scene where they're on a fucking like avalanche and <laughs> sliding down a giant fucking like snowstorm. The movies, they're all stupid. But anyway, this isn't for me, but there is some enjoyment to be had. It's just, it's, to me, the second worst Ninja Turtles movie. So uh, I, I don't go back to this one often. Yeah. Uh, Mike. Yeah, I enjoy the shit out of this movie. <laughs> this movie is so fucking wild. And, I, and yeah, that first scene of them in that, like, I don't even know, like the mini mall, I guess. It's like a department store. Like, it's, like, it's, yeah. it's just so it's insane. It's like a department store, but it's like in a basement. Yeah, it's fucking, and there's different shops to it. Like, it's very fucking weird. But that entire sequence of them using anything but their weapons to kick the shit out of the, out of the fucking Foot Clan is hilarious. It, they, might be a, it might actually be a subway station. The that could New be York it, yeah. Do not, that the New actually, York ones have like all the stores and shit. Yeah. Uh, you know the what it is? Answer. It's actually uh, who the fuck cares. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bill, what do you think of this one? Uh, no, I'm good. I uh, aged bad. Aged real bad. Not as bad as part three. Holy shit. I didn't like that when I was a kid. By the way, I don't understand the first one. Hate. I love that movie. That is a, that is a legitimately solid film. It's really um, fun. Yeah. It really is. But, fucking yeah, but no, not no, no, no. You could pretty much guarantee I won't watch something because it has to have the words, oh, and vanilla ice. I'm good. I'm out. Tim, there's a comment from like 30 minutes ago where Cody posted, I agree with Nazario. Elvis. You should you should hold that there and oh. put it up every time I say something, you know it's gonna make him pissed. <laughs> okay, like, yeah, yes. I can do that. I can do that. Yeah. So here about TNG and Ninja Turtles. <laughs> All right. Um, we are going to go on to Mike. It is your next pick. Okay. So between two, and I went, 
Let's fucking go for this one. I'm going, my name is Bruce. Now, if you've ever seen this movie, <laughs> this movie is fucking insane in the best ways. It's directed and starring Bruce Campbell as playing himself as a shitty B actor, as he does in the movie play. I think he's doing Cave Alien 2 as a movie that he's filming during the thing. Like in Albania or something? Yeah. (laughs) 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 And he lives in a shitty trailer, and he hates his life. He kind of hates where his life has gone because he wanted to be a bigger actor, but they've now, they even have a, a, I think it's on the TV where the lady's basically going, yeah, what happened to Bruce Campbell? Where did he go? And he and it's on his birthday. He gets all pissed off, and he calls Ted Raimi, who plays his agent in it, and he's whining about his life. And Ted Raimi tells um uh, tells him, "I got something for you for your birthday, and it's going to be a surprise." And then this kid shows up and kidnaps Bruce Campbell and puts him in the trunk of his car and brings him back to his town of Goldlick, where. A, ch- a Chinese god called Wan Di has been resurrected and is killing the townspeople. And they, they bring Bruce Campbell in to kick the shit out of Wan Di. <laughs> Bruce Campbell thinks this is all a fucking movie going on. He doesn't think this is real. So he's not taking any of it serious. He's hitting on um, uh, the mom of the kid. And he's drinking, doing this, and then he shows up to it, and he runs away <laughs> the moment he finds out that it's fucking real. And it just goes insane from there. And it's very low budget. It is very just in-your-face references for Bruce's real movies and fake movies. Because they couldn't get all the rights to all of his movies to use. So he puts in these random B-movie titles to go along with his other B movies. It's insane in the best way. He is acting his ass off as, as being the ridiculous self of Bruce Campbell, especially when, you know, he has a little bit where they have an autograph session where these guys are waiting outside of his, um, outside of the little studio that they're at to get his autograph. And he's just handing them pictures that are already pre-signed. And there's a guy in a wheelchair that shows up and acts like an asshole to him. So he just, kicks the wheelchair off screen and you just hear a fucking car crash happen and then he gets in his car and drives away. It's fucking insane. I love it to death. Yeah. My name is Bruce. Uh, I saw this a long time ago, but I have, I it was just once and I haven't seen it again since, but I remember liking it. I didn't like love it, but I, I'm sure I would actually like it more now because now that I know more about Bruce Campbell and like, him as a person and an actor i'd probably enjoy it more now than when i saw it uh bill have you seen this not in years probably like when it first hit on like home video is probably when i saw it as i was like i'm a huge bruce campbell nut so uh i was like this is exactly the movie i wanted it to be uh the line reading of holy shit this is fucking real like (laughs) is just such a great scene i fucking love this movie. it is funny i think i really need to rewatch this but it is a good time especially if you're a campbell fan it's absolutely a must watch nazario i don't think mike understood the assignment because good <laughs> movies are good movies guilty pleasures are movies that are supposed to be bad and you enjoy them anyway right the fuck are you putting this this movie is fucking great <laughs> yep. all right there you go 
All right. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, so, yeah, like, I kind of, I, I, with my picks, went to the ratings and kind of see what other people were giving it. And basically, if, like, the average was, like, three or lower, like, I kind of used that as, like, a gauge to me. Uh, and so my next pick is, like, a movie I don't think a lot of people, like, actively hate, but I think that I, like, enjoy, like, way more than other people, and I don't understand why people don't like it. Uh, that is uh, Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues. Uh, I love the first one. I do. It's it's <laughs> one of the comedies of all time. And I like the first one more, but if I'm being honest, I think the second one is kind of right on par with the first one. I think there is a there are so many funny jokes in this. And I honestly was living in a fairy land where I thought everybody loved this movie just as much as me. And then I watched it in uh, Kansas City in person with Nick, Maggie, and Cody. And <laughs> me and Nick were having the time of our lives and Cody and Maggie were fucking miserable uh, because they just like were not enjoying the movie. And I just, I don't get it. I think it is so funny from beginning to end. The There's some jokes that don't age super well, but <laughs> Will Ferrell is so so funny as this character there's a scene a moment right at the beginning where uh harrison ford cameos is like the boss of like the the network that um or he's like one of the head like uh news uh reporters for the uh station and he like has uh veronica and uh ron in his office and he gets like right up into Ron's face, and he's he says something along the lines of like, "What are you, Finnish?" And Ron says, "Would you believe me if I said I was one hundred percent Mexican?" And just like I don't know why, but just like jokes like that make me laugh so hard. And then he says he bring, they bring it back up later where he's like, "It's so hard for a Mexican man to get a cab in this city." Just like shit like that the this movie turns up everything to a hundred and i think it is just like so stupid but so funny like honestly the only bit in this movie that doesn't really work for me and i don't think it's one people think of a lot is like the whole like when they're driving to new york and they're in the van and the van like oh it's on cruise control and like the van like flips and everything that part's pretty stupid but like the updated extra crazy fight with the ghost of Stonewall Jackson and all that stuff. I fucking Is that a Minotaur? <laughs> and then uh, uh, Greg Kinnear showing up as Gary, the uh, who can uh, use telekinesis and everything. Like, I think it's super funny. Uh, there's one line that I used to quote. It, it's not even like a quote, but it's when he first meets Gary and Veronica walter is there their son and uh he's looking at gary this guy who is now with his wife and he just looks at him and just goes when <clears throat> he says it so quietly and so like ron burgundy like it's just like i don't know man i think it is hilarious jack lame is is also i think really i think that james marsden is really funny at this would you and, say guy would you say yeah, what, <laughs> you know, would you say yeah Nothing I said. I think I said that you look nicer. <laughs> um, 
and then but when they actually are like doing like, the whole like news stuff and they're like getting super popular it is so funny that whole thing where they're sitting there and they're like uh paul rudd's character whose name is uh brian fantana is like doing a whole report on crack and why it's an epidemic and then ron is like i believe we have some crack here in the studio and they're like yeah we're gonna smoke this crack on air right now and they're back like, <laughs> don't do that because he's serious and they start and ron takes a hit and he's like oh it hits you right away you start you feel that immediately, immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and they get arrested well now we know you can't smoke crack on live television it's just, I just think it's so funny. Like, and honestly, like people say it goes overboard. It does, but it makes me laugh. Like when he goes blind, he fucking goes blind and lives in a fucking lighthouse. And it's so stupid. But there's a line in there where he's like, oh, do you have any idea what it's like to be blind? I can't even masturbate. I woke up and I was vigorously rubbing my shin and I was thinking, where's the pleasure? Why can't I feel the sensations? And they're like, but it's connected to you. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I just think it's so funny. And I could, I could ramble on and joke about all the parts of this movie all day long. I just, I, I genuinely think it's super, super funny. The last line I'll say is I quote this a lot as the, uh, the fact that champ kind open up a, a fried chicken place chicken in the cave yeah chicken of the chicken cave because he says is this real chicken hell no we mainly use bats and you know what they call bats chicken of the cave oh so fucking good <laughs> i just i don't get why people don't think this is funny i think it's hilarious and so stupid and amazing and there is a there are three cuts of this movie. There's the oh, yeah. cut, which is great. There's a unrated cut, which is like 10 minutes longer, and that's okay. But there is a supersized R-rated version that's like two and a half hours long, and it is fucking awesome. And there's a whole musical number in it, and like it's it's seriously like Adam McKay and company just went nuts, and it's awesome. Uh, so I've been rambling on way too long, but uh, Mike, what do you think of this movie? All right, so let me preface this by saying that I am not a huge Will Ferrell guy. Oh, there's fair. a few of his films that I absolutely love, and but the majority of them, I think they're okay, or you know, I, I just don't get it. Anchorman, I always thought was good. I never got the hype that a lot of people put towards the first Anchorman. So going into this one, it just didn't hit for me. Like, it's not terrible. But the most of the jokes just don't land for me, and the jokes that do are funny, but then they're, they're not laugh out loud funny to me. It's like looking at Nazario's face; you kind of want to laugh, but then you don't. That's fair. Uh, Bill. So when this kind of came out, uh, my friend got advanced screeners for it somehow. I don't know how. He's like, "Hey, I got advanced, you know, whatever." And there's like a Q and A or whatever afterwards. I'm like, "Oh, fuck, whatever." So, so we went and saw it like like two weeks or whatever before, and I fucking laughed my ass off for like the entire film. Because is this movie dumb as hell? Fucking A right, and it's exactly what I wanted it to be. And it turned out to be a Q&A with like Adam McKay afterwards. So, and that was just a hilariously good time because he, he was just going into all these like crazy stories and all the shit that was like cut from this film. And 
I, I love that they're like, especially when you get these guys together. I think it was like the first anchor man. There's like a whole other movie that got chopped from it. Yeah, and got uh, put into like Wake Up Ron Burgundy or wake whatever. Up Ron Burgundy, yeah. And like it is like a completely different film, just Frankenstein pieces from shit they didn't work into the other one. Like a whole subplot with like Chuck D being a fucking bank robber, because fucking why not? <laughs> like it's just fucking put everybody in this film. And yeah, make a third one and fucking go to space. I don't care what you do. I am on board. I loved this movie when I saw it. I haven't seen it in a lot of years, but like just talking about half the shit, I was like, I forgot how fucking funny that was. Yeah, that really did. The whole subplot with like fucking Brick and (laughs) Kristen Wiig and just anything they do together. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Jesus Uh, Christ. Nazario, your take. This is I. I mean, the first one is really funny. The first one is classic. But I, I do think this one falls into the pitfall of, you know, like Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shacked Me, or Zoolander 2, which is like they want to do a bunch of the same thing, bigger and shinier, and it just doesn't really work. Zoolander 2 is a pile of shit. Yes. Actually, I didn't uh, even, I didn't even <laughs> finish it. It's so bad. Yes, it is. But, like, for example, a lot of people tell me, like, they, their favorite Austin Power movies is Spy Who Shagged Me, and I don't get that, because International Man of Mystery is actually a classic-ass comedy. And I feel that way, like, un- people can tell me Anchorman. <laughs> yes! Thank you, Cody! <laughs> people can tell me that Anchorman is one of their favorite comedies of all time. I get it. Anchorman 2, it, it's fine. It's more of the same, just not as good. But it's not a bad movie. It's okay. All right. Uh, Bill, I believe we're on to you for your next pick. Little known fact about me. I love kung fu movies. I especially love bad kung fu movies. And uh, one of the greatest slash worst bad fucking kung fu movies I've ever seen is Ninja 3 The Domination. If you've never seen this... I have no idea what is happening in this film. It is like two different movies that got Frankenstein together somehow. So you start off with your regular ninja fight, which has just some of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. I'm pretty sure he shoots a gun with a blow dart. I don't know how the fuck that even works out, but whatever. So the bad guy ninja dies, and his soul inhabits a female telephone worker, and she carries out the rest of the hits in this film. (laughs) It's just... And it's also some. It's like it's like a kung fu movie, but it's also like Flashdance somehow. Like I don't know how the fuck they pulled that off. But it's just bonkers. I fucking love this movie. Also, James Hung, fucking, you're welcome. Oh, that's- let's go. That's all. That's all I need. Yeah, just fucking let's do it. Yeah, no, this movie makes absolutely no sense, and I love every bit of it. <laughs> the last time I watched a uh, kung fu. Um- kung fu related movie uh that i had never seen before was with mike and nazario and they made me watch kung pao enter the fist which is a fucking rad ass movie which, which was a good which time I saw in the theater. it was a good time it wasn't jake there did jake watch it with us too or was it just the three of us i think it was the three of us okay i will say no matter how many times i see kung pao enter the fist it's two things every time it happens I fucking cry my eyes out laughing. And it's just two lines. 
Number two is when you ladies are done kissing. I believe I have some ass to kick. Every time. But number one, that's a lot of nuts! Every that's time that line happens, I fucking lose my mind. He's oh. going there with nuts! <laughs> my name is Becky. I I love the fact that there's a whole fucking conversation where it's just, yeah, <laughs> That was all I heard for like a whole afternoon. <laughs> from the Zarya. I mean, from the acclaimed director of Thumb Wars. What did you think you were going to get? Come on. It's fair. The gut thumb is. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, mm, yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah. Mike. Have you seen Ninja 3, The Domination? I have not, but I've been wanting to because of James Hong. Fair. Paramount, Paramount Plus. It's fucking free. It's right on there. No. <laughs> right. Watch this. Thank me later. There's a whole scene where, and I don't know how this works out, but it's like the evil ninja guy who is already, like, you know, taking a... So he's already, like, inhabited Christie, but... Christy also still is like trying to fuck a dude. And you know how they do the whole sexy things with food in movies, which are not sexy. And I don't know why they bother doing it. But like she pours a whole bottle of fucking V8, which is the unsexiest thing I can imagine. <laughs> Could you imagine the smell from that when it dries? Like I don't juice? know why we thought tomato juice would catch on as a beverage. <laughs> fucking weird movie. Eight out of five stars. All right, Nazario, you're next pick. I got three words for you. Freddy got fingered. I'm going to go to the bathroom and throw up. (laughs) I don't know what is it. But I I need to go to the bathroom. I will be right back. Good shit. I will. This movie is not a good movie. This thing is barely a movie. But somehow, every time I catch it on TV or something, it's like it fucking hypnotizes me. And I just, I just fucking get glued and I keep watching. I don't know what this is. It's, it's surreal as fuck. It's like everything happens in the way it shouldn't happen or the wrong way it should on a movie. Like he brings in Drew Barrymore, who was his wife at the time, just to humiliate her in a, in a short scene and just never go back to her. He brings in Harlan Williams, which is a very like extroverted comedian, and he makes him be the straight guy. Yeah. <laughs> the straight guy who actually injures himself at one point, and then Tom Green starts licking his wounds for no From reason. From the skateboard. <clears throat> also, like there are scenes that are like like he like he had dreams of things happening, and then he just put them in the movie for whatever reason. Like and like when he puts all the sausages on strings in the bathroom <laughs> with the piano and he starts playing, Daddy, would you like some sausage? Daddy, would you like some sausages? And and then are things that just you know how when you repeat the same thing over and over again, it kind of starts losing its meaning. It's like they're in the scene where they are in a fancy restaurant and he's like all decked out and and, and he dressed. He dress all formal and shit, and they get into a fight, and he says like, 
you cannot fight. This is a fancy restaurant. We cannot have you fight it right now. It's a fancy restaurant. And then he just jumps into the table with the food, starts shooting the sodas to the people in the water and throwing food at this. Keeps repeating, it's a fancy restaurant. It's a fancy restaurant. This is a fancy restaurant. What does that mean? I don't know what it is, but I cannot look away. And then he just goes to Hollywood because he has to make make his father proud he proud daddy proud proud and then he gets he sells like a guy who wants to sell him his drawings he he brings his childish sketches like my kid does <laughs> he's my kid years old and he brings the sketches to anthony fucking michael hall and he's like i'm gonna green like that into an animated series and then they have a whole segment which is animation which is tom green half zebra half tom green Kicking the floor and saying, Look at my hooves. I have hooves. Look at my hooves. Think grass in America. How did we get here? Here. In the end, he masturbates an elephant, showered his dad with the sperm, and his dad, and his dad says, Now I'm proud. <laughs> By the way. 45 <laughs> minutes into the movie, we still don't know why Freddy Got Finger is the title. And then we get the explanation, and it's, it's fucked up. So, I haven't seen this. Uh, but last week, Payson brought this up as his least favorite movie he logs that week. <laughs> and I heard all about this from Payson. He didn't mention any of that shit. Uh... No, in America, I'm not gonna watch that. Nazario, he gets one million dollars paid for the animated TV show, and he uses it to move his parents' house to the other side of the world. Thank you, Cody. Somebody's reasonable today to the other side of the world while his dad is inside of it, in unconscious because he knocked yep. him out. And then they're like, Wow, you have a lot of money. And he's like, well, I had a million dollars. I rented the, the the moving company and the elevator and the helicopter. It's all gone. Also, I forgot to mention his girlfriend, who is handicapped. She cannot walk. She's in a wheelchair. But you know what her kink is? She likes getting her legs beaten with a stick. That's how she gets hot. Specifically a bamboo cane. It's a bamboo cane. It's a specifically a bamboo cane. And this is the thing. She, she likes... To give him head and get her legs beaten. That's it. So he tries to make her happy. He does the regular things that you know a boyfriend would get. He gets chocolates, he gets flowers, and she doesn't like any of that shit. And he's like, Why are you doing? I brought the chocolates. I want to be a good boyfriend. She's like, All I want to do is get beaten with a bamboo stick and suck your dick. <laughs> good shit. The exact line is I don't want jewels. <laughs> I don't want jewels. I just want to suck your cock. Oh my god! Yes, oh my god! No, I'm not watching this. Uh, Mike. Oh, I absolutely fucking love this movie to death. <laughs> and <laughs> they have a scene in there that Nazaro kind of mentioned, where he goes to oh Anthony Michael Hall to god. sell the drawings, and the fucking dad shows him so beating the shit out of Tom <laughs> Green. <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall thinks it's an act. He thinks he hired the fucking guy to come in and beat the shit out of his son. So he loves it, and that's why he gives him the money. <laughs> he, he, he's so obsessed with it that he's beating the shit out of him. 
he gets a job in a subway <laughs> and then he starts putting all the ingredients on his face. He ru runs over a horse. It fucking opens oh, yeah. it up. It no, no, the horse holds him to it. The horse is the introduction for the payoff is the elephant later. Yes. It's fucking oh. and like, I, like I said, like little segments of this movie are just hypnotizing. It's like like that's it's a the bunch moment. of like little clips put into a fucking movie, basically. It's little comedic clips. And then and then it's like it's like I say, it's surreal as fuck. And then that I don't even remember the song. I remember just the feeling like when he quits Subway, like because they tell him he, oh, he can yeah. never be there again. He just throws everything in the garbage and then slowly walks away in the middle of a rainy day with this sad, like like, like uh, any type song playing in the background. He's like, and the shot holds onto that for like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Cox gets so pissed off at Tom Green that he takes the fucking skateboard ramp outside and <laughs> runs over it with a fucking truck. <laughs> Riptorn is a fucking Riptorn, treasure. Yeah, Riptorn, not Branca. Riptorn, Riptorn yeah. is a fucking treasure. Bill, two things. One, are you eating cheesecake? I am eating cheesecake. <laughs> you son of a bitch. And, I uh, need a cheesecake from this fucking movie. Yeah, let, let's hear your, your thoughts. Because I am part golden girl. I love me some cheesecake. Mm. So, um, mm. I used to live with a roommate. His three favorite movies, in order. The Room. This fucking movie. And Dirty Love. Starring... Jenny McCarthy. Oh my God. Carmen Electra in one of the more awful things I've ever seen. To where when I saw her performance, I pretty much apologized to every person of color I have ever met <clears throat> uh, that day forward. And shit break from yes. American Pie. <laughs> yeah. And uh, these were his three favorite. I've seen Freddy Got Fingered more than movies I actually like. I hate this movie. I hate everything about this movie. I hate that it exists. I want to punch Tom Green's parents for giving birth to him. Like, this is just mind-numbing. And I hate it. But you can quote it. Because I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, I know. So many times. And that's why I hate it so much. It is like my cross to bear. Because I had to endure this fuck of a movie. Why is there a cheese sandwich factory? <laughs> what even the fuck is that? What is happening at any point in this film? Oh. I'm a scuba I'm a scuba diver, Daddy. We don't get the soap. All right. We have two open spots left. Who has another one that they could talk? About? I have a, I have one. Mike, why don't you go there? Okay, so what a lot of people probably don't know is that I am a really big fan of '80s and '90s Emilio. I love that fucking dude. And oh my god, please tell me you're gonna talk about the movie. I think you're gonna talk about. So I gotta go with the batshit insane cocaine filled Maximum Overdrive. Oh, I was hoping for bed at work. I oh men at work genuinely I love that movie to death. I do too. That movie's great. Maximum Overdrive 
opens with a fucking ATM machine, calling Stephen King an asshole, and then a soda machine killing a bunch of kid, baseball kids and hitting the coach in the dick and then in the face, killing him. The kills in this movie are fucking insane in the best way possible. And it all ends with them at a fucking truck stop diner with the goddamn trucks trying to kill them all. And Emilio is just there, kind of being the same type of guy that he is in Repo Man in a way. Kind of the same type of dude, just <laughs> trying to get the fuck out of this situation with the rest of them, not knowing so, what the hell is I'll going on. I'll be right back. And just, like, I don't know what the fuck Stephen King was thinking with this, but I'm okay. so happy he fucking did it because, okay. god damn, this movie is wild. And I can never stop watching this movie. I also love that the soda machine can like change trajectory. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing that happens <laughs> on every Because <laughs> That's uh, how soda machines work. <laughs> I have not seen this. Oh, but it's a, it's a, it's an it's an adventure. Lots it of time really is. <clears throat> I don't know what the hell everyone was thinking by letting this man do this, but. <laughs> Oh my god. I think someone doesn't a kid get run over with like a like a fucking cement roller? Yes. In one team. And he just is like laying on the floor. <coughs> just, and yeah, and he could easily roll out of the way, yes. but he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um it's like that scene it was a Prometheus where I'm like, just go to the fucking left and you will be fine, you fucking jerk off. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton getting murdered by an arcade. Oh uh, God! Uh, the 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 diner waitress. Uh, why she didn't get any kind of uh, Oscar nom is beyond me. Because the delivery of the "We Made You" line over and over and over again. Yeah, Wallace. <laughs> I also love the preacher who tries to murder the kid. Oh That's yeah, cause, yeah, because you got to have that. <laughs> oh, this movie's insane. Is batshit nuts. <laughs> now that's a fun movie. Nazario. I don't think I've ever seen the whole movie. I, I have seen clips of it. And I mean, it's Stephen King directing Stephen King. So <laughs> I, I'm not sure I want to watch the whole thing. Also, whole soundtrack, ACDC. Yes. Oh, yeah. That, that um, I know. Yeah. Nice. All right. Who's Nazario Bill? Either of you got another pick? I could do one. I mean, I could do one too. I'll Rochambeau you for it. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Uh, have fun with that Google search later. You, 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 you know what? You go. Me? Yes. Okay. Now, this is the movie I'm going to talk about. Bar nine. One of the most incompetent things I've ever seen in my life. I don't think I've ever seen anything fail on a level that this did as a film. In fact, if you were to just watch it on its own, it is unwatchable, period. I was lucky to get a version where, if you don't know what Rift Tracks is, it's just one of the best things ever. 
It's basically yeah. some of the guys from Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. The Rift Tracks version of Birdemic <laughs> is fucking pure comedy gold. Start to finish. I don't think I've laughed that hard in my life about anything that was not supposed to be a comedy. Because this movie is bare, it's not even legally a movie. I'm pretty sure it's evidence in a trial. <laughs> like someone has probably died. And this is just like there's no way Sony was like, this is how you do that. I think this movie was made for like tens of dollars. Tens of cents. You had to be. Yeah. No, it's although if you hear stories from how this movie got made from um who is it? What's the what's the girl's name in the movie? Uh, Whitney something. Hold on, because she goes on about this, and it's fucking hilarious. But, yeah, this is, like, supposed to be the birds. It is, it is, it is not the birds. <laughs> it is fucking terrible. It somehow got a sequel, which I still just can't bring myself to see. But it's fine. Whitney Moore, that's what it is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this was clearly they didn't know what they were doing at any point in time. Like, I, I've never heard uh, sound in a movie skip. <laughs> or just uh, if you if you would like a what it's like to go to work <laughs> in your drive to the office in real time, it happens two or three times in this film. <laughs> just like long driving montages where nothing is happening. The birds look like the flying toasters from like the old GIF. Like that's about as real as they get. And Jesus Christ, it's so bad. But watching this on Rift Tracks is just the greatest thing that's ever happened. It pretty much justifies their existence. I can't recommend this enough. Yeah. Um, I know that I've seen it, but it's been a while. So it's, it's free on their YouTube channel. You can Perfect. watch you can watch this with their commentary right now. Perfect. Thank you. I have not seen the riff track version, but recently we just did this as a double feature with the Greasy Strangler in Birdemic, and it was really the greatest time ever watching it on call with a couple people. It's so fucking insane. Uh, Nazari. The birds float. They, they, they don't even... But they hover! They're, they're hovering! They don't even flap their wings. They're like this. And superimposed cheaply on the, on the scenery. And you have the actors who they gave coat hangers to... Thank you, Tony. And they give coat hangers to the actors. And they just like swing at nothing. At nothing. Swing it. And then they put the, the copy-paste scene of the gif of the birds doing this. And the, the birds are not attacking. They're no, they're not. This. They could they're, they could gingerly walk away. Yes, they keep doing this. <laughs> and then they actually have scenes where the camera has to like move. Like they get in the car, it goes reverse this, and the camera moves. You know what doesn't move? The birds. The nope. position, since they are just superimposed on the on the take, it just looks like it's been dragged. Like they are like they are shifting sideways. When the camera goes sideways and they are shifting back and forth, but they, they are static. It's 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 something to behold. 
My favorite part is where, like, okay, the birds have attacked, society is collapsing, and they're getting into fights while traffic is happening normally on the highway behind them. <laughs> like, because... <laughs> like, <laughs> although the scene you were just talking about, my favorite part is because they're talking over top of that. And it's just, like, them whipping around at nothing, birds are hovering, and you just hear the voiceover guys going, so we're going to make this look good in post, right? And the other guy's like, what are you talking about? What the hell is post? Just keep flipping your arms around. It's fine. <laughs> you know, that reminds me, uh, in 2020, when we were in, in lockdown, like, uh, you can see from my from my bedroom, you can see out the window, and the streets were mostly empty. And I, and, and I just like, you know, I'm telling my kid, I'm going to do a TikTok with you where you say like, oh, there's no one. It's over or whatever, like, uh, like at the end of the world thing. And we did it. And I was so like, yeah, i proud and I uploaded and everything. I didn't realize that like way in the background, there were like 20 cars driving in, a, in another street. Like everything is supposed to be like a post-apocalyptic <laughs> thing. And they're like 20 cars just driving traffic regularly. <laughs> so, something like pandemic. Oh, this movie's garbage. All right. Well, that's the list, guys. So everything that we talked about tonight, all the movies we talked about, you can look over on our letterbox uh, at Multiplex Logged It. Give us a follow. Check out the movies that we uh, talked about tonight. Uh, last thing we got to do is talk about the movie of the month. Did anybody get a chance to – has anybody been on this month to talk about Assault on? I, I was on earlier in the month, so okay. I did talk about this movie. Mike and Nazaro, did you guys get a chance to watch this? Yes. All right, so Mike, go ahead. Yeah, it's it's a, such a fucking fantastic John Carpenter movie. It's so fucking dark and gritty. Making the choice, 15 minutes of the movie, to kill a child, just you just go, yeah, we're going there. Like Right away, he's going, this is what we're doing here. And you know no one is safe at that point. And... All the shit, it, it a lot of like the way it's shot and everything reminds me a lot of the warrior scenes when they're walking around with the gangs. And so, because the shootings, everything like that, using silencers, the entire fucking police station being shot to death. And that one scene where they just have to duck, well, it just goes on for like at least three minutes of just non stop shooting. It's just so great, man. It is, it's one of my favorite John Carpenter movies. I, it doesn't get talked about enough. It is a great first theatrical release of John Carpenter going out like he does. What would you give it out of five, Mike? Oh, five out of five. It's a great fucking movie. Okay. Nazario. Uh, I saw this today, uh, and I actually was quite surprised from it, which I don't understand why, because it's John Carpenter. So it's as soon as I knew it, was like, it's John Carpenter from the 70s, it's going to be 90 minutes and it's going to be gold. Fucking gold. The score of this movie is fucking great. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, the whole setup is just so efficient. Like, there are three things moving at the same time. And you know they're going to collide. You just don't know when or, or how they're going to happen. And they, they just happen. The scene where they killed the kid just fucking, like, woke me the fuck up. Like, I was like, oh, she shit. She messaged me after. <laughs> yeah. I met. They, they shot the kid. I messaged Like, they shot a fucking girl. She just wanted fucking ice cream. <laughs> and, and yeah, like, it, I don't know. There's a feeling, like a text, textile feeling you can get in this movie. I call it kind of a grungy. Like, this movie is not refined. This movie is rough around the edges. The acting is, is 
not perfect yet. <laughs> <laughs> yet, it is very, very good. You know, it reminds me kind of the same style he used for like Halloween or, or Escape from New York. But at the same time, also reminds me a lot of Romero's movies, uh, Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead. Like these people in these intense situations in like few locations, but never a dull moment. It's just, it's just like, how are they going to get out of here? How are they going to get from this place to that place? And it, it doesn't feel like 90 minutes, honestly. It feels like it feels longer to me in a good way. Like, because sometimes they say uh, good movies cannot be long enough and, and bad movies can be short enough. Like, this movie could have gone on for another 30 minutes and it would have been great. I really liked it. 4.5? Four and a half? Yes. Cool. All right. Uh, so we have one more week of talking about Assault on Precinct 13. Next week we're going to talk about it. Um, when we talk about best actors, actresses working today, uh, sometime this week, I'll make a post on the Facebook page with the topics for next month for September, as well as on the poll for the movie of the month. We're going to be in the sixties. So, um, the movie night of the living dead. Well, well, it might be on there. We'll see. Uh, and, uh, so Thinking of Mike, thinking of Bill, thinking of Nazario. Nazario, is there anything you want to say before you go that might, you know, uh, somebody might agree with one last time. Here's your last chance. Boxed it is better than locked it. There you go. Damn. I mean, it is what it is, people. Guys, thank you so much for watching. We'll see you guys next week with uh, Best Actors Actresses working today. Thank you to this panel. We'll see you real soon. Have a great night. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon. Good evening. Come on!